Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us. It is time now for our weekly segment focused on the Institute of Agriculture and Natural Resources at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Joining us in studio today, Vice President and Vice Chancellor Mike Bain. Mike, thanks for joining us. Hey, good morning, Alex. So big news with our neighbors uh, just next door here at Nebraska Innovation Campus. This week, the university's Doherty Water for Food Global Institute has received a federal grant from the U.S. Agency on International Development. They're going to create a Feed the Future Innovation Lab. Tell us more about this award and what this means, broadly speaking. Yeah, absolutely, Alex. That's a mouthful. It is. (laughs) Sure. So uh, I'll start by saying the U.S. Agency on International Development will just probably refer to that as USAID. That'll help us out a little bit. Um, Just uh, on Thursday, a couple days ago, in Des Moines at the, the World Food Prize, the uh, deputy administrator for USAID during one of the sessions made a big announcement, and it is uh, an, it an, she announced that DWFI, the Doherty Water for Food Global Institute, is uh, receiving, did receive a grant, a uh, big one, $19 million for the first, uh, first tranche of funds. And that can be surged up to with another $21 million, to a total of $40 million. The uh, entire grant is focused on creating something that the USAID calls Feed the Future Innovation Labs. There are 21, only 21 of these labs across the U.S. They're housed at land-grant universities like, like ours, and uh, they focus on different uh, dimensions of really trying to enhance the resilience, the stability of our global food system. So when we think about the planet that we live on right now, we're at 7.5, 7.6 billion people, and the demographers tell us that by the year 2050, so you know, 27 years from now, that's crazy. I think about it this way, 27 years from now, we're probably going to add another 2.5 to 2.7 billion people. So 10 billion people living on the planet in the year 2050. And right now, part of our challenge is that about almost a billion, just shy of a billion, already live in pretty abject poverty. And that poverty is connected to serious issues related to available availability of clean drinking water and, of course, food. And one of the tricks, uh, one of the tricks that, uh, is out there is having, as we know in Nebraska, the right weather to grow crops when you need to grow them to be able to harvest them. And uh, here in Nebraska, we're blessed with so many water resources, but other parts of the world aren't. And um, this this lab that we're creating here is around mechanization and irrigation technologies to help um, bring or mitigate some of that uncertainty. Exciting news and big numbers for this grant. Huge. Why Nebraska? Break that down for us. Why was it chosen as the site for this lab? Yeah, that's great, great question. So um, less than 10% of the, the arable land is irrigated around the world. And as I just mentioned, that kind of, um, that leads to a greater susceptibility when climate shocks or extreme weather periods happen um, or when there's you know lack of precipitation so what ends up happening is farmers and this is overly simplified farmers um, when we think about farmers they're relatively large-scale production systems whether it's a ranch or a farm here in nebraska 
maybe think about um, smaller platforms like maybe um, half an acre or a quarter of an acre. Um, so these would be small subsistence farmers. Um, in fact, if you look around the world, most farmers are small, smaller producers, small scale production systems, not like the U.S. And so the nifty part of this is that uh, in Nebraska, we work with both small and with very large producers, but we have some deep, deep, deep expertise in irrigation technology, irrigation infrastructure, of course, we're number one in center pivot manufacturing and smart technologies, and of course, pushing the envelope on precision and digital technologies. Um, all of that is terrific, and the Doherty Water for Food Global Institute and before it was created 13 years ago, the expertise that we have in our Department of Biological Systems Engineering, for example, or even in the College of Engineering, um, really provides us with an opportunity to take what we know that works in Nebraska, engage with producers around the world, and ask them, are there things that we do in Nebraska that might be helpful to you? And then, interestingly, are there things that you're doing that might be able to help us? And so it's this whole idea through the land-grant university system of mutual benefit. So that's the reason that we were tapped for this. I think, um, in short, you know, you got to walk the talk. And uh, here in Nebraska, we do that amazingly well. And plain and simple, that kind of that kind of work, that kind of work ethic, that dedication, that expertise. Um, that's who we are, that's what we do, and we're good at it. And that was recognized by the USAID. If you're just joining us, we're visiting with IANR Vice President and Vice Chancellor Mike Bame talking about the recent announcement of the university's Doherty Water for Food Global Institute receiving a grant for the Feed the Future Innovation Lab. Tell us more about the kinds of projects and the work that this is going to entail then. What does that look like? Yeah, so the number one goal of the project really is to improve the economic stability and profitability of small producers, small farmers. And um, this will be, this grant is mostly targeted in parts of the world where, where food security, water security issues are the greatest. And, uh, you know, I think um, water and food security is is um, national security when you think about it. And unfortunately, we're seeing this play out when you put people that have differences of opinions, different cultures, longstanding differences in crowded spaces. It's tough enough um, than when they don't have water or they don't have access to food or their basic needs aren't being met. You know, it is, um, it's a powder keg and uh, it leads to regional destability. A lot of sad humanity uh, just really tough to see and watch, and we're seeing that on the television these days and hearing it on the news, but it leads to massive uh, destabilization, and and uh, superpowers end up getting twisted in this, and so just really at its core, it's about helping the stability and profitability of small farmers. Oftentimes, too, I think the, the culture of these small producers, you know, it's it's not Nebraska, it's not Ohio, it's not you pick your, your place in, in the U.S. So the folks that we have working in this project, as smart as they are about their irrigation technology and water, water security and integrated cropping systems, they also have to be um, very, very good at understanding differences in culture, 
like uh, here in Nebraska, you know, we say it all the time in Kasner, in extension, we meet, we meet our partners where they're at, and then we build with them to co-create solutions. And that's very much the theme of these Feed, Feed the Future Innovation Labs. The uh, project leaders uh, will work with small farmers, in this case, to adopt technologies and to improve their resilience. Uh, that's probably the word of this grant, resilience, resilience. And then, in short, the ability to bounce back, the ability to stretch, and then find your original form. I think about a sweater. Since we're pulling sweaters out <laughs> now, you know, it's going to be cold in the, in the Memorial Stadium later today, but... The reality is, you know, when you put that sweater on, you hope that, you know, you put it on away for the summer, you put it back out next winter, that it's still it's still in its same form. Or a rubber band um, or a belt on a, on a tractor or, or an implement. You know, they all stretch, and resilience is that ability to, to distort and then come back. So resilience is the big deal, um, and if we can help them with resilience, if we can introduce mechanization and irrigation technology that will look very different than it does here in Nebraska. But if we can introduce some technology in there, does that then allow them to stretch their growing season? Does that provide more predictability, more stability? And if that's the case, then that opens up economic opportunities, markets, not a feast or a famine. Everybody's growing something. We know it happens when there's a surplus, the prices go down. So even though they have a great crop, they're not getting the price, and so it's it's a it's complicated. We think it's complicated here. I'm I'm here to tell you in my travels around the world, and I'm no expert in working with small scale producers, but it, it's tricky. I'd say the other thing that I think we're very proud about with this 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 grant, um, you know, we're servant leaders, we're servant scientists. That's what we do here in Nebraska. We make the world a better place, but. The same time, there are only 21 of these feed, uh, food in, feed the Future Innovation Labs. We haven't had a Feed the Future Innovation Lab from the USAID for almost 20 years. So this is a big, big deal. Um, the Board of Regents is talking a lot about the uh, Association of American Universities, or AAU. We were once a part of that. We were an original member of that. We were... Uh, basically invited not to be a participant in around 2010. Nobody liked that. So the Board of Regents, President Carter, has made a goal of, of reentry. Of those 21 Feed the Future Innovation Labs, 14 are located at AAU institutions. Put simply on this point, this is what AAU institutions do, and we're, we're stepping up and we're, and we're part of that. So I think uh, it's a mutually beneficial um, opportunity. It's a win-win. It's, uh, it's so exciting for the Doherty Water for Food Global Institute. A huge shout-out to the Robert B. Doherty Foundation and all of the partners of DWFI. Um, good things take some time to develop, and DWFI turned 13 this year, and I couldn't think of a better birthday birthday present to the world, to the to producers of the world, to help bring our knowledge around irrigation technology and mechanization to the people who need that uh, information the most to make their lives better. A fascinating topic and powerful things to come for sure. Thanks so much, Mike. Thanks, Alex. Again, you can learn more about all of the exciting things happening at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Just go to iarr.unl.edu. I'm Alex McAvica, and you're listening to the Rural Radio Network.